Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about Josh Hader, his recent struggles, and really what we think the Padres should end up doing with Hader um, for the rest of this season. We're not going to talk about the future, really, um, unless in, unless you end up wanting to, Isaac, we could talk about him next year, but mostly talking about what the Padres should do for the rest of the season, given how brutal of a stretch Josh Hader has had. Um, right now, as a San Diego Padre, his ERA is over 25. Um, he's basically pitched good in one single outing, and every other outing, he's got absolutely rocked. If you guys watched his most recent outing on Sunday, um, he was spiking balls in the grass. Yes, not the dirt, in the grass. Um, threw a ball over almost, almost over Campy's head. Uh, and that was all when the bases were loaded after he had walked the guy previously. So Josh Hader just kind of looks all over the place. The mechanics look completely off. So Isaac, if you're the Padres, what is the course of action action with uh, Josh Hader? With Josh Hader, um, I'm you know still trying to figure that out. But in terms of the closer role in general, you're still going closer by committee. You're throwing out Nick Martinez, uh, Luis Garcia. You know those kind of guys to go in there and kind of. As of right now, they give you a better opportunity to lock down the ninth inning and win than Josh Hader does, where we see Josh Hader has a 25 ERA. He's struggling heavily, and I mean heavily, not just with his slider location. I think I, I want to emphasize that one a lot because he's missing a lot with his backdoor slider. It is not what it was when he was on the Brewers, where like it's not even really remotely close to, to – of course, it's supposed to be a backdoor slider, so you want to kind of go for the back of the foot, but – He's at the point where he's hitting the guy's foot. Um, also missing heavily with his fastball location. I think more often than not, you're seeing him miss up in the zone where his fastball was kind of his almost his bread and butter. He was he he had high strikeout rates with those two pitches. So I don't know what's going on with him. Um, it was one of the more unexpected things to happen at the trade deadline. Not only the trade, but in terms of how poor he's been out of the role that he's been so successful in in the past and. Earlier this season, I felt like he was fantastic, and we really only saw three bad, uh, three bad outings from him this year, and they were all against the Giants before he came to us. Comes over here and has his first bad outing against the Giants, but ever since then he hasn't been able to recover. So I think there's a lot of factors that could be going into it, um, just changing from an organization that you've been with for a really long time. That could that could possibly be the main factor. And that is a very tough adjustment for some people, which I could understand, um, especially because it might have blindsided him. But, you know, people talk about his kid, which is very, it's justified. You know, everyone's going to be worried about that, family first, everything like that. But apparently his kid's fine. That's what his wife said. So I don't know what, I don't know what it is, that what's going on there. But we're talking about just from a pure baseball standpoint, what you want to do with Josh Hader is, I don't know. I kind of want to say you throw him in the games where you're up by three or more or you're getting blown out because that's really the only thing you can do at this point. If you want to keep giving him innings, you can't. They're not just going to sit him. Just being realistic. They're not going to sit him. It's the way with uh, who are we talking about earlier. Um, I forgot who, but you got to try and have a realistic approach when it comes to this. You can't just say don't pitch him anymore. They're not going to not pitch him anymore. They're going to keep pitching him. Maybe not in that role, but it's very hard to take somebody out of a closed role when that's all they've known. Even if it's just coming in the eighth inning, that is the only role he has ever known. So you kind of are forced a little bit to have him in that role, whether it's maybe you can push him into the setup role, but closes where he's always been money. So they're not just going to just let him rot on the bench. They're going to keep throwing him out there. And I think the best approach right now is three or more runs, 
until you feel comfortable with his bullpens, you feel comfortable with his location primarily because i think the stuff on his pitches is fine his velocity is still good and his movement is still good he just cannot locate right now so when you're able to have have him and help him locate his pitches you can comfortably throw him back out there but the only way he's going to get better in an in-game situation is by throwing him in in the in-game situations now unfortunately for him and the padres right now they're not in a position to just keep throwing him in there you got to win 18 to 20 more games to securely and safely get a spot in the playoffs. And he's blown too many at this point, but they're going to keep throwing him out there. And the best way to do it is to get him in there. When you feel confident that you're going to win the game, when you feel confident in his location, when that, when that is, I don't know, but hopefully it's next week. I think. Yeah. And I like that you bring up, like you got to feel confident that he's going to be able to, to locate his pitches. Um, namely the fastball and the slider. And, you know, you look at his struggles, you look at kind of where his year has been. Um, it's not that Josh Hader hasn't been good this season. This is his first year where he's just sucked. In April and May, he had a zero ERA through yeah. those two times and like a 0. .5, 0. .6 whip. Since he's been on the Padres, and sorry, it's not 25, it's 23 ERA with over a four whip. That's his August splits. And then you go back a little bit before that and you say, okay, in July he had a 12.5 ERA, really bad. And in June he had a 3-3, so not too bad. So he went 0-0-3-3-12-5-23. Like, it's just, this has been, the, and there was a, a little stat where it was like his 25-game ERA, like throughout stretches in his career. And it's pretty consistent, pretty consistent. And then, like, just recently, it just shoots all the way up. Like, it, it's just ridiculous how, like, He's just been so bad lately. So, you know, you brought up that you that you don't think they're going to stop pitching him. I think they should. Um, and I don't, I, I don't think you mean like to the end of like I think you mean more to the end of the year. Yeah. I don't I mean do. to the end of the year, but I don't think you can pitch him because of the location because it's been that bad. Like he has looked atrocious at times. Like last outing was one of the worst outings I've seen from like an MLB oh, yeah. pitcher coming into a game. Yeah. He did. He looked completely lost. And it wasn't like he was missing. He wasn't even getting close to the plate. Like, some of those at-bats were so terrible. Um, So, it looked like he could barely record an out. Like, honest to God, dude, Will Myers came in, and Will Myers was, like, hitting the sound closer than he was. Like, and, and, like, and it's just, like, I don't know. It's so shocking because, yes, he was, you know, had struggled a little bit, but he is also has a track record, track record of being one of the best guys in the game. So mm-hmm. you brought up this stuff about his baby. Um, I do wonder like what the full story is with that. That's why I don't want to like go and rip Josh Hader because it's been like a month to two months of struggles, and it seems like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, it's mechanic. It seems like it is mechanical as well. So you have mechanical issues. You just got traded. There's some sort of thing going on with his kid. Um, so there, it seems like there's a lot going on mentally for him. We talk about all the time how much of a of a mental sport baseball is. He's got to take a break for a little while, get the mechanics right before we see him out there again. Um, and I think even when when they feel confident that his mechanics are fixed, because I don't think we're going to see him for quite like for a little while because he looked he's looked that bad. Um, but when they feel a little bit more confident in his mechanics, his ability to locate his pitches, I think we'll still see him ease back into maybe that starting or that closing role. Um, and I think you're right, like in terms of being way ahead in a game or way behind in a game, that's probably when you're going to see him out there. Um, but it's really concerning because outside of him, like the rest of the bullpen has been great. Great. And so if, if he's the guy that, that he's been, 
all of a sudden your bullpen's pitching like maybe one of the best bullpens in the league. Instead, Josh Hader's almost, Josh Hader, Hader, Hader and Rogers, you know, before he was traded, have basically flipped like 10 games for you over the past couple months. So that's the thing is like you're having one guy in the bullpen come in and it's been your closer for a couple months now and it's just blowing game after game after game. So he obviously has been out of the the closing role for about a week now, um, but I don't really see him regaining it anytime soon. I don't know if he will regain it for the the rest of the season. Um, But yeah, it's, it's really concerning. I do hope if there is something serious going on with this kid, obviously that is way more important of a factor. And then all this makes a lot more sense. Um, But it does seem like that's not really confirmed or not really sure what the situation is there. Um, But I don't know any, anything else you want to add on, on hater Isaac? It's kind of tough to talk about him just because he's been so bad in such a short stint. So I don't want to jump to conclusions just because he is, I mean, he's one of the best closers possibly ever. So you don't want to completely write him off. But then you look at his baseball savant page and honestly, there's a lot of red, but it's not what it was in 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018, where you're seeing red all over the place. Nothing but red, basically. So. I mean, he's. It seems like he's still got the strikeout stuff, you know. Like he was striking out guys at one of the highest rates ever, out of that out of that role. And it seems like he still has that stuff. It's just he can't find the freaking zone. He's having such difficulty finding the zone where, I feel like, whenever we'd watch him against the against the Padres, that wasn't really an issue. I mean, that maybe once or twice, but I don't know what's going on. Like I genuinely do not know. Um, I think there's a lot of factors other than just performance or mechanics um, in terms of a mental mental state. I think he's, as a player, probably in the worst mental state he's ever been. He's probably never struggled like this. And in front of a new fan base, he's got to feel pretty embarrassed. I mean, a fan base that has not only postseason aspirations, but at the time that we traded him, World Series aspirations. So I think in terms of, the pressure that is on him right now, he's probably struggling to handle that. Um, like I said, coming to the fan base, we sell out the ballpark every night. Um, he's come out, he comes out in his first two outings at home and blows it. So, I mean, mentally, he's probably not in the best head state right now. So hopefully they're able to, you know, just, just I still have confidence in him. I, I really do, which, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I still see the stuff. I still see the everything. I just don't see the location. I, I kind of feel like he's kind of scared to be up there right now. I feel like he doesn't want to be up there right now, and that's something that that could severely hinder your performance. Um, so hopefully he's able to regain the confidence, able to regain his location, and and become the closer that we traded for because when we traded for that closer, we essentially thought we're going to win so many more ball games because – Quite frankly, Taylor Rogers blew so many of them before we traded him. From like, what was it? I want to say like May, late May, all the way until he was traded. He had blown numerous games. And if not, no, yeah, like just blew numerous games. Whereas when you get Josh Hader and you see certain time span, he had a zero ERA. Against any other team other than the Giants, he had like a two ERA. He felt pretty confident. So I feel like with the expectations that were set on him, with the pressure of coming to an organization that, had the aspirations that we had it's probably affecting him a little bit but he's got it he's 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 got to find it he's got to find it because this is i want to say unacceptable um but really it's not just him it's all of the Padres. 
it's the Potter's performance lately has been unacceptable. Yeah, and so it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out because, you know, we're looking at it and there's not much of the season left. I think some people are probably wondering, is Josh Hader potentially hurt? I haven't seen anything to kind of feel like that's the case. Now, if he does go on IL, that could be one of those classic fake IL stints of like, let's go get him right. Um, let's kind of work with some stuff. So maybe you could see something like that where he hits the 10 day and they are just like working with his mechanics and doing stuff like that. But it does feel like it's, and you and as you said, it's not all based on like performance mechanical. I definitely feel the same way. Um, but I do also feel like his mechanics are just all over the place at the same time. Like when you're skipping balls in the grass, like there's something seriously wrong. So hard to kind of point out what it is, but I think that hopefully we're going to be able to see him regain form and become the Josh Hader that he was before. Cause right now it has been an absolute disaster of a trade. Um, yeah. And he's been terrible. There's really no other way to put it, um, but they're going to need him to come around um, for this postseason. If, if you know, you know, they want to really rely on the, the back end of this bullpen. Like you have guys that have pitched really well. You mentioned uh, Garcia in the role. Um, you have Nick Martinez who's pitched really well. Tim Hell's actually been really good. Potentially, uh, Pierce Johnson, Drew Pomerantz are coming back. Robert Suarez has been good. Like all of a sudden, you got all these other guys, um, but they're really banking on Josh Hader to be a significant piece of that. So, Padres are going to need him to kind of find himself. Um, I think that they that he absolutely can. It just doesn't look like that's anywhere really in the horizon after the last few outings we've seen, and really the only outings we've seen as Padre fans. So that's probably all I got though. Um, I think it's probably going to do it. So we're recording this on Monday night. Maybe Hater came in and pitched an inning and looked good. And you guys are like, ah, oh, you guys are, are tripping out. But we're going to be posting this on Tuesday morning. Um, didn't get a chance to uh, to post it tonight, but we'll post it on Tuesday morning. We'll also be going live tonight, probably like 5.30-ish, 6, something like that, uh, before the game against the Giants tonight. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk.